0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Hallelujah. Take your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 7. You can remain standing if you so desire as a way of honoring God's Word. We do that here. Luke chapter 7. We're going to start in verse 1. If you're all there, say amen. Amen. Well, I'm not. Luke 7. Verse 1. When he concluded these sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, he begged him, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom they should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue, verse six. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, a centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, I want you to say that, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, And I say to one, go, and he goes to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, turned around, and said to the crowd who followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith. Everybody say great faith. Great faith, faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returned to the house and found the servant well who had been sick. Father, I thank you for your grace, for your power, for your anointing that comes upon us right now. That from this message, from this teaching, and perhaps preaching, you would bring forth living understanding in a way that we would never, ever be the same. We've not come, God, because we're going to fulfill some little religious duty No, we've come to seek you with all our heart, mind, soul, strength. We've come to have fellowship one with another with you and to hear from your word which will remain. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain. And I ask now, God, that you would equip us, equip us tonight so that we could do even greater works than you did, as you said we could. Equip us to understand how faith works. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. New series, not sure how long it'll go, understanding how faith works. A lot of people don't understand how faith works, and as a result of not understanding how faith works, they don't have much faith, and so then they don't see a lot of breakthrough. Over the past number of services that I've been returned from Chile and then from Kentucky, um, I've had a number of things that have really been impressed upon my heart. And uh, one of them is that most people, most believers don't carry breakthrough. They're, They're always trying to grasp for it, trying to look for somebody to give it to them. When in fact, by the very truth that you have Jesus in your heart. And again, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you've never repented of your sin and believed on the Lord, then you can do that tonight and then you can have him in your heart. But by the very fact that he comes to take up residence on the inside of you, there's not one thing you can't do. You can have breakthrough. In fact, you are people of breakthrough. If you'll just understand that and, and, and enter into it instead of beg and, 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 uh, Squirm, worry, and wringing of your hands, and uh, i've been challenged by uh, by the Lord to increase in my faith, and uh, faith's important i said uh, faiths in, faith's important, it's like a diamond there's so many different facets, and so I I hope by the grace of God that I'll be able to communicate to you in such a way that it'll release you to another level of faith. Come on, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the the word of God. And uh, so I want to talk to you about faith. And this is a great example of faith here in Luke 7. I've preached on the centurion many, many times. Great example of faith. Jesus marveled at his faith. I'm afraid that Perhaps the Lord has marveled at our unbelief as opposed to our faith at times. And I don't want to be like that. And I know you don't either. Faith is vitally important, vitally important to fulfilling what God called you to do. I want you to look, we're going to look at lots of scripture. Turn to Hebrews, chapter 11. I don't even know if we'll get out of this and get onto this text. Actually, we'll see what happens. Hebrews chapter 11. While you're turning there, I was getting on an airplane and uh, talking to myself, which healthy Christians do. Some of you need to tell yourself to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> encourage yourself come on the psalmist talk to him so so I was talking to myself and because I was moved by this man and I I shared uh, just a little bit and I don't want to take too much time but Gustavo Paez who is a prophet out of Colombia and um I mean he just gets names I mean just in a group like this we'll have him he'll come and uh, so we'll have them up. We're just, the, the challenge is, is that we're, we don't have enough space. So, I mean, you, you turn that gift loose here, and then, you know, you just have all kinds of overflow. But why not? You know, soon we'll be in our other building, and we'll have a lot more space. And uh, we've got um, ministries that are lined up to come, like Jesse Duplantis, and, um, and uh, of course, Rodney Howard Brown, our dear friend. And. And uh, so many, so many others. Um, Joyce Meyer, there was a plan for her to come. And um, I think she's changed some of the way she's doing things now, so I'm not sure that'll work out. But um, a little known ministry, John Hagee. friends with Dr. Morocco. And uh, how many of you ever heard of John Hagee? And um, um, Perry Stone. Perry Stone is like my new friend. I got to have to like keep pinching myself. He's one of my heroes in the faith. And then like he texts me and stuff. I text Perry Stone. is that crazy. Anyway, he can't wait to come back. He says this church is so off the chain. He can't wait to come back to minister here. Come on, we'll, we'll have him back and, and, and have meetings. And, uh, and we'll be all up in our new building and have room for thousands of people and the overflow. So anyway, I was challenged, and I, I want to go to another level in God. I told you that. I'm, I want to go to another level. If you ever lose a desire for growth, come on, that's crazy. That, 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 you, you lose a desire for growth, and you're starting to backslide. You keep going further and further, deeper and deeper in the knowledge of God. Keep growing. Keep, keep growing. Keep learning to, to increase in the knowledge of God. Don't ever back off. Don't back off of contending for the Deuteronomy 818. He gives you power to get wealth and so confirms a covenant. Don't back off of that revelation. You know, a lot of people quit right before the angel shows up and hooks them up with the program, with the formula, with the breakthrough. And they're like, oh God, you're never coming. Come on, we're so impatient. So anyway, I'm getting on the airplane and I'm thinking about these things and I guess I pocket-dialed Jonathan Shuttlesworth, who's a friend of ours, and he'll be coming back. We're, we're, we're nailing those dates down. He'll come back for another week, and we'll lay hands on people in the parking lot again, I guess. Even if it's raining and 40 degrees, we'll go for it. Hallelujah. You'll want to go to the parking lot right now? That'd be awesome. Hope you brought some special clothes to roll around in the parking lot. As the Lord leads, Pastor. Amen. So I I get on and I look at my phone and he's calling me. I didn't know I had called him a couple minutes before by accident, but he's calling me now. So I pick the phone up and he says, Pastor Daniel, I feel in my spirit you have a prophetic word for this congregation. Now if I'm wrong, no problem. There's hundreds of people listening to you right now. Do you have a word from the Lord? (laughs) Well, I'm not the kind to go, oh yeah, no, uh, no, you know, I guess you're wrong. If the man of God calls me, feels in his spirit that I, that, that I have a word from the Lord, and I am like jet-lagged, I need a cup of coffee, my, my neck is cricked from the last, you know, flight I was on, I didn't feel like prophesying, I mean, I, in the natural. I just didn't feel all, woo, let's have revival, you know what I mean? I mean, I wish I could tell you, it's just, oh, I can feel it, phone call, phone call, here it comes, hey, hey, ring, yes! And the Lord says, that's not what was going on. I've had kind of those sort of encounters, but it wasn't like that. It was like, um, praise the Lord. I mean, I knew where he was going when he was halfway through his sentence, and so at that moment, I was like, shut up. People are getting on the plane. And the plane is filling up. And I'm not a quiet talker anyway. When I'm having a regular conversation, my family's telling me, shh. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't know why when I talk on the cell phone, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm getting more mature. <laughs> so he says, I feel in my spirit, now if I'm wrong, no worries, but I feel in my spirit that you've got a word from the Lord. Do you have a word from the Lord? What, what are you gonna say? So I instantly say, yes, the Lord says, and I just opened my mouth, and he filled it. And what happened is uh, the people on the plane heard the word of the Lord, and I talked about revival and how God wanted, I mean, it was just flowing out of my mouth. My spirit just did a backflip and came alive, which was amazing after all the croissants and sh- sugar I'd been eating. And <laughs> I just didn't go, um, the Lord says he loves you. <laughs> Anyway. I turned that thing loose. I talked to him later. He said, when you prophesied, people began to stand up in the congregation. The meeting broke out and signs, wonders, and miracles took place. I want more of that. Does anybody else want more of that? Does anybody else want to be set on fire and mightily used by God? Jesus made a way for you and me. He loved, God loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And faith is crucial. Faith. Hebrews. It's not a coffee company. Well, I guess actually it is. It's right down the street. I think somebody from our church owns it, if if I'm correct. Oh, they sold it. Good, I hope they made lots of money. And everybody was blessed. All the parties blessed. Come on, someone to say amen. Amen. Uh, Hebrews, I want to go King James. Any other King Jimmies? That's the only version of the Bible. It's King James Bible. That's the only one. (laughs) No, it it isn't. Um, There we go. There's actually some errors in it. Okay. You know what I mean by errors? There's just, there's some better translations that can define it better. I mean, of course, the word of God is inerrant. Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance. Let's all read it together. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's try it again. Now faith is the substance, the evidence of things not seen. I'm I'm gonna just break it down a little bit. Leave the scripture up, please. In the New King James, that's fine. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now the, the word now, is not an indication of time. Although I've heard it preached that way, that's incorrect. It could be read that way, but it's a conjunction. So it could be therefore, it could be and, it could be but, is a couple of different ways. You really need to read this with verse 39 of, uh, of Hebrews 10. So go to verse 39 of Hebrews 10 and then we'll read through verse uh, uh, one of chapter 11. Are you ready? How many of you know in the original, <laughs> there's no chapters? You know that, right? There's no little numbers, no little chapters. We, they, they added that so that we could study and find things faster. All right, verse 39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you could say, you could read it this way, if you put a therefore where the now is. So listen to this. We're not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Therefore, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's, it's present tense. Now, faith is. You can remove, remove the now and just say faith is. It's not faith was. It's not faith is going to be. Faith is always... Um, uh, present tense, so f- faith is, and so if you look at this, it's rather amazing. Faith is something. Faith is evidence. Faith, faith is proof. You, you, if you just look at it, most people when they read this verse, they don't know how to break it down, and they're like, "Yep, that's the evidence of things hoped for. Evidence, uh-huh. uh-huh that's right. Things not seen." That sounds just like this guy I know, Jethro, back in Kentucky. Substance. Substance. That's something that's tangible, something that's real. It's it's not fake. It has has substance. It's something that's actual, something that's material. Okay? Substance of things hoped for. Evidence. What's another word for evidence, anybody? Proof. There's a lot of that going on at the Capitol right now, trying to provide evidence, little to none, that there is. Amen. In my mind. Amen. So evidence, proof of things not seen. One of the major problems in understanding faith is people don't people use their senses, they're, 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 they're sensory operating Christians. They're Christians that operate by their senses. See, when you, th- when you see the word seen, what is, that, what is that first thing that comes to mind, Seen. Eyes, ojos. I got that right? Spanish. You think of eyes. But senses. How many senses are there? Does anybody know what they are? Seeing, hearing, tasting, smell, touch, and, and smell. Most people live their Christian walk. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things seen. Yeah, It says not seen, but most people live according to their faith. Man, I can feel the Holy Ghost right now. How many of you ever said that? I've said it all the time. It is true. I can feel it. But whether you can feel it or not, the theological truth is this. Whether you have guff bumps. I don't know what a guff bump is. (laughs) <laughs> a guff bump—that doesn't sound good. That's a bump you got when you were in a guff with somebody else. Anyway, uh, goosebumps. Whether you have goosebumps right now or not is irrelevant to whether God's here. You be like, I can, you know, feel the presence of the Lord. What do you mean you can feel Him? I mean, I can feel Him with my senses. That's awesome. But the truth is, whether you feel Him or not is irrelevant. Believe me, in the process of building our building. I didn't feel steel going up. And, and, and we didn't see it, at least not with the natural eye. I don't have to have faith for steel to go up. You know why? It's up. So there's, listen, the, 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 the supernatural, the, the God is spirit, amen? You access the supernatural by faith, confident assurance, substance of things hoped for, evidence, proof that can't be seen. So what does that mean, pastor? It means that God will give you evidence, a, a, a substance for your hope, evidence, proof of what you cannot see. Well, what is that? I'm just gonna break it down and make it real plain for you. It's God's word. I said, it, it's God's word. Faith is, is not connected to our senses and, and we mess up a lot with that. If you're constantly looking at your senses, constantly, you know, trying to experience God in your senses, we do experience God in our senses. How many of you are thankful for that? I, I like the way the power of the Holy Spirit feels on my senses, right? But there are times, like when I was sitting in the seat, I didn't feel no Holy Ghost. I felt a crick neck, a headache, a need for another cup of coffee, you know, I didn't feel like lifting my voice in front of a bunch of people, you know? And have Daniel pulling this shirt over his head, he actually didn't, he's, he doesn't care anymore. He's got, the, he's got that special touch from dad to not give a rip. And it's growing increasingly. If you're going to make an impact and, and you're moved and you have the fear of man, you, it'll be a snare to you and you'll never, you'll never do anything for God. If you're constantly worried about, well, I hope they like my hair. Well, I hope they like my hair. Who cares? Do you like your hair? Do you like your hair? If you don't like your hair, change it. You like your hair? Let everybody pound sand. You like your shoes? Praise the Lord. You don't like them? Get different ones. Hallelujah. These are beautiful. Do you like these? I would never wear them, but they look good on you. You know what I'm saying? I like these, my patent leathers. By the way, I learned from some guy in the South the best way to shine patent leather shoes. Anybody want to know? Windex. Look what the Lord has done. Okay. So... Faith. We're, we're trying to give you principles on understanding how faith operates. God is, you access, heaven is locked for those who don't have faith. But the resources of heaven are released by those who have faith. The substance of things for, evidence of things not seen. You access that which is not accessible through your five senses or your intellect or your finances or how smart you are. It's accessed by faith. It's accessed by God's Word. So when you get God's Word deep down in your heart, that is what you stand on. And you you declare that and you proclaim it. By His stripes, I am healed. Well, what do you do about the nagging thing? that It's not that sickness doesn't exist. It exists. But you ignore it. Like some of you are ignoring me right now. Like, like some of you, when I'm preaching, all, all getting up in your, you know, getting all up in your craw, you just turn me off. Look down at your phone. Somebody said that there's not many demons now in church and Western world because we have cell phones now. What? You access the things of heaven by faith, confident assurance. Faith is the evidence of things not perceived by your senses. Can I say it that way? So what do you do when you're sick and you're believing to get healed? That's exactly how you say it, by the way. Are you healed? You don't deny it. Say, yeah, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. What's wrong with your leg? Nothing. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Well, it looks like you're limping to me, dude. You were running last week. What's going on? I'm healed. How many of you ever heard? I've heard it preached that way. You just keep saying it, you just keep saying it. That's not what you do. You say what the truth is, and the truth is this. By faith, I'm believing God's word. I'm healed. You say it that way. So that you're, listen, a farmer, a farmer, when he goes to farming, yes. and he takes a seed, where, any, anybody got, there's my sister Green Thumb. Yes. Minister Tammy. What, what uh, do you plant seeds in the spring? What are your favorite things to plant? Mm, tomatoes, vegetables, flowers. Now, do you get tomato starters, or you start them from seeds? Oh, no, by seed. I see. Yes. And uh, tell us about that. When do you start? I start in January. What? Inside. (laughs) I was going to say, it's frozen outside. So you have a greenhouse or it's in your house? In my house, in a window, in a shelf. Like you're getting ready. I mean, it's November, it's December. You're starting to think about it, right? So, okay. Do you get tomatoes? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And when do you get those? Not uh, April, May. So you start in... January, that's like, I didn't know that. Seven. She knows, 73 days before you get a harvest. 73 to 90 days. No wonder. I, I just have these plants that sit by my, and produce like this super small crippled tomato. I wonder what the problem is. I think we probably needed to transplant them. And Anyway, I'm so sorry. We'll do better this year. She, I think you I think you give us tomato plants every year or somebody does. I, I, I forget. Anyway, we usually have two or three tomato plants that never produce Jack. And so I look at those things and they mock my faith. I'm like, come on, where's the fruit? I'm a tither? What's going on? I've just been given some incredible wisdom that's going to help me. I'm going to get tomatoes this year. Maybe you could start some for me in January. <laughs> But here's the point. Here's the point. Watch this. So you, so how you it? Uh, I'm believing God's word says by his stripes, I'm healed. Okay, so you just had an injury or something happened. Let's say it's January. Some of you think that, you know, there are instantaneous healings, but many times faith, there takes a, there, there's a moment of gestation. There can take miracles sometimes, man. They, I don't understand it all. I just know, don't back off of your faith. Keep preaching the word. Keep sowing the seed. Keep praying. Keep believing. And line your mouth up with what God says. So if you're broke, now I would never say that. You ain't ever going to find me saying I'm broke. Well, pastor, I tithe. Somebody wanted to go to lunch and I didn't have any money for lunch. <coughs> well, they invite me. And so I said, I can't go. I'm broke. Well, that, you shouldn't say that. Amen. What do you say? You say, I, my money's invested in other areas right now. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Line your Come on, if you're a tither, you're a giver, then blessings on the way. How you doing? I'm blessed, highly favored with the ability to accrue large amounts of wealth. You'll hear me say that. I learned that 20 years ago. You remember that, mama? Some crazy evangelist said the same thing I'm telling you right now. Almost verbatim, what I'm telling you right now. I heard 20 years ago by some crazy guy. You need to line your mouth up. Come on, because your mouth can undermine, can undermine your faith. Come on, turn to turn to Romans 10. No, no. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. Roman 10 is good though. Verse 8. Verse 17 is to faith comes by hearing. But I want you to go to 2 Corinthians 4. It's 8-11. There's nothing on Netflix that you can't watch later. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. See, most people don't really look at faith and, and study it. Most people don't look at healing and study it. Don't look at provision and study it in God's word. So they they you know they listen to a little Christian music and come to church every so often and maybe get healed a little bit. But I mean, if, you, if you're gonna get equipped to really be God's ambassadors, you have to grow in God's word. God's word is the basis for your faith. I was talking to some guy at the gym. And... Uh, you know, he said, I, I said, how are you doing? He goes, oh, good, persevering, just keep showing up. I said, man, that sounds like part of my message I'm about to preach tonight. He says, yep, you just got to believe in yourself. I said, yeah, that's not part of my message. <laughs> it was pretty good there for a little bit, but we <laughs> crumbled in the end. Because <laughs> it's faith in God's word. You just got to believe in yourself. No, you got to believe in God in you. You're not God. I have, in fact, I have a problem with a God that forgot that he was God. You'll get that on the way home. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not, look, not, look, not. We are not looking. where we look not at the things which are seen or senses. You don't look at your senses. They exist. You, they exist. You don't deny it, but you, you look into the realm of faith, of confident assurance of what God's word concerning any area in your life. You get God's word and you beat the fool out of that thing. You stand on it. You declare it. You proclaim it. I will just tell you, the whole this whole church is built on this. It's built on faith. It's confident assurance of what we cannot see. We look not to the things which are seen or our senses, but to the things which are not seen. The things which are seen or the senses are temporal. Temporal meanings are Temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Turn to Romans 4. But I sense a powerful anointing moving in the room right now with my spiritual senses. Let me read 2 Corinthians 4.18, then we'll go to Romans 4.17. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Why we look not, look what? Look not at the things which are seen, or the senses. They exist, I'm adding that, that's my emphasis, but ignore it. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen, or the senses, are temporal, they're temporary. Everybody say it's temporary. But the things which are not seen Are eternal. Romans four seventeen. as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which are not as though they were. That is the same thing. Things. There are things that God wants to give you that cannot be accessed by your senses. It's not accessed just because you came tonight. There are revelation and power and healing and miracles and fish and businesses and the blessings of God that are accessed by faith and faith alone. And if you don't learn to access the supernatural realm where there is no lack, there is no lack. There is more than enough money, more than enough provision. More, there are body parts. Somebody told me there's body, there's a place in heaven where there's body parts. That would be creepy to see that. I just prefer to think, right? you walk in like limbs and stuff hanging there. I just prefer to think you'd just be all, give you a body part. You know, I'm, I'm going to brag on my mom, my mother lost a kidney when she was a young lady giving birth to my my oldest brother. So she had one kidney. Now that praise God for one kidney. Amen. But you have to be very careful. Because if you get infected in your one kidney, you start having a problem. You only got one. Now most of you here have two. For years, I mean for years all those Benny Hinn meetings and all the altar calls and times where my mother would go up and say, God's given me two kidneys. God's given me two kidneys. Now, honestly, in my mind, and, uh, you know, no offense. I was just stubborn and you know that better than anybody else. Sorry. <laughs> I've repented again, but I'll just repent again. Amen. <laughs> so honestly, you know, it's just like, yeah, that's my crazy, faith-filled mother, you know. And if, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. I honor you tonight. And so, You know, she's constantly answering altar calls to get healed. And like there was a time when she felt like, come on, God gave me another kidney. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God gave me another kidney. Like, praise God, Mom. Getting into the kingdom. You know, because you know, prove it. Well, her proof, she had faith. She had confident assurance. Substance of things hoped for. Evidence. She had evidence. She had proof. She had the word of God that says, By your stripes I'm healed. She had she had evidence. In the Word. She stood on the Word. She believed it. It was years later now, years later, where you went into the doctor. I want to make sure I tell it right. If I tell it wrong, don't tell anybody because i got to move on. She went to get, you know, whatever they do to find out about kidneys. And the doctor came out and said, "Um, yeah, you know, you got something going on here. But the good news is you don't have one kidney. You have two. But it's not, it's not you know, east and west, horizontal, it's, it's one right over the top of another one. So you have two kidneys. Imagine that. You know why? Because Sister Abraham here called those things which are not as though they were. And many of you don't know how to do that. You don't know how to access what you can't see. So you're just stuck in your senses. Well, I don't feel good today. Well, get over yourself. Ignore it. Start declaring the word. Oh, it ain't nothing We're going to work in my marriage. Whatever you say, if you say so, Bubba, dumb as a box of rocks as you might be, trying to help you, trying to set you free. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Got all kinds of marriage problems? Have you resisted? Let me just ask you, sir. Have you resisted to the point of shedding blood? Oh, okay. Has anybody burned you on the stake yet? Oh, very good. Uh, then uh, I think you can be more like Jesus. And if you'll be more like Jesus, I'm going to just tell you, be irresistible. Irresistible irresistible you act like Christ your marriage gets healed now there are free will so you know if she wants to be de DeVille then I guess she can the taming of the shrew or whatever it is I don't know but God can turn things around <laughs> come on who quickeneth the dead Something dead that gets quickeneth. you know what that means? That means it's alive. And call it those things that are not as though they were. It's a life-changing thing. All right. That's a basis now. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Hallelujah. Thank you for faith. Thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are hearing your word right now. And I, 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 I know because of your word going forth that it doesn't return void. And I, I see it with my spiritual eyes that people are being illuminated in their hearts right now. And that you are raising up a people full of faith like unto Abraham full of faith, that can access the supernatural to bring your will into the earth. And so, Lord, I pray now, even take us deeper in the moments that remain tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me read some scriptures, and then we'll talk about the centurion here, and then we'll be done for tonight at the starting of our series. Understanding how faith works. Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In Mark chapter 9 and verse 17, a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son who's possessed with a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Verse 18, when it seizes him, it throws him on the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I ask your disciples to drive out that spirit, but they could not. Verse 19, Jesus. Oh, unbelieving generation. Matthew 17. You don't want to be the unbelieving generation. Matthew 17, 20. He rebukes them for their unbelief and teaches them about mustard seed faith. He replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible for you. Make it personal. Nothing will be impossible for me. I can't hear you, ready? Nothing will be impossible for me. Come on, say it, ready? Nothing will be impossible for me. Say it like you mean it. Nothing will be impossible. As a matter of fact, for me, there's nothing that's impossible because God is with me. And when he calls me, all I have to do is turn my faith loose, confident assurance of what he said. And then, oh, it might be January right now, but I'm going to be sinking my teeth into one of those beautiful beefsteak tomatoes real soon. It's on the way. Ah! (laughs) Yay! Yeah! Oh! Yeah, mm-hmm. What are you believing for? Some of you believe based on your senses. Stop it. Believe on God's word. If you don't have a word for it, then how are you to have faith for it? Some of you have faith in stuff that you can't have faith in because it's not God's word. It's some figment of your imagination. It's, it's what you have faith in. Listen, God has given us his word. It's not faith in something because you just said it. It's faith in what God says, not what you said. Presumption, presumption, presuming on God, presumption is having faith in what you think he said or what you think you can get away with or do. And you'll see that in uh, the Bible. (laughs) Exodus. (laughs) When they're gonna go over to the promised land and most people don't read this, they don't read it. They're going to go into the promised land, but there are bad reports spread. Ten people, bad report. Two people, good report. And so they don't get to go in. The following day. Amen. The very next day. They're like, hey, Moses, you know, we're sorry, man. You feel me? You feel me? I'm sorry. I, uh, we're going to go in now. He's like, dude, you can't go in now. Amen. He said, no, no, you don't get it. We're going in. No, no, we, we're going to believe God now. He said, no, the door's shut, bro. No cap. You can't go in. I ain't lying. You can't go in. No, no, we're going in. He says, You're going to get killed. No, we're going. We're going. Everybody else, go. (sighs) They get wiped out. Why? The moment. There comes, it's like, Oh, he's a God of the third chance. Yeah, kind of. He's just giving me so many chances. Uh huh. That's true. But you might not know what you lost when you blew it that third time. Don't get down on yourself. Praise God. Declare the blood. Get up. Live for Jesus now with all your heart. And he can turn things to good for those who love him. That's us. I mean, you know, some people think that you're just going to have the same opportunity. You know, uh, Jimmy Swaggart repented, right? Praise God. He does not have the impact he once had. Well, praise God he repented. Or um, uh, the Praise the Lord Club. What's his name? Jim Jim Baker repented does not have the impact he once had. God's using him, no doubt, no doubt, there's no doubt. Okay, but Jimmy Swaggart was so powerfully used in South America, signs and wonders and miracles, and I mean like crazy release of God's power, marking the earth with the glory of God. Okay, uh, that, that's not the case right now. I'm not here to throw stones at anybody. I'm just telling you, with God, nothing's impossible, and and unbelief will hinder the plan of God, for you've got to understand faith, and you've got to cultivate it. And Come on, say amen. And so Jesus, he rebuked them for their unbelief, and he rebukes us. According to your faith may it be done unto you. Okay, faith is seen in the centurion, and I'm just going to go a little bit longer. Faith is seen in the centurion in a number of different ways. The text says, we're now in Luke 7 again, that he loved his servant. Now it's odd, actually, for a Roman, for a Roman soldier to be spoken of as it is in this text, and that's an evidence of, of his faith. Wow. the centurion's servant was dear to him. He was sick and ready to die. Listen, servants for, for centurions and Romans, they were considered nothing. They'd just throw them out and get another one. but not this guy. Why not? Because he had faith. Although he's a Roman, he loved Israel. He loved God. He built them a synagogue. I mean, there's this amazing humility. But I want you to look at verse three. So when he heard about Jesus. uh, Excuse me. When he what? When he heard. When he heard about Jesus. How did did he? When he heard? Yeah, he'd never met him. He only heard about him. Some of you think your witness and the way that you're sharing, communicating isn't reaching anybody, but I'm going to tell you that your word, your testimony is going out like a line throughout all the earth, and God is using your testimony. He's using your words. He's using your posts, so long as they're godly and you stay away from gossiping. Don't ever try to correct people on Facebook for the love of God. What kind of spirit is that? You know what I'm talking about? Is it, no, I, I, I'm going I'm to go there for a second. It's manipulation. It's witchcraft. And I, I really, I, I don't care for it. I don't speak to it too often. I'm not really on Facebook a lot, except for we're broadcasting all the time. Amen. But if, if, if your uncle or somebody in your family or a relative or a next-door neighbor does you wrong according to your perception, don't put up something like, can't believe that people just, you know, Come and take advantage of you and blah 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 blah. Just stop. I could get more detail, but then I would expose the guilty. Let's move on. He only heard about Jesus. Your testimony's powerful. He only heard. He never met him. Come on, there was no Facebook, Instagram. They didn't get the latest snap of Jesus in Galilee. Yeah, no one snapped him. To me, like. What do you mean no one snapped him? Of course no one snapped him. Snapchat. Yeah. Like, what's that? Don't, don't, let's move on. <laughs> Verse eight. His faith is tied to authority. Watch this now. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers unto me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, but to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this Faith is tied to authority. What are you talking about? First of all, he himself was a man under authority. Now, I have a newsflash for everyone here. Are you ready? You live in this country, you're under authority. Amen. You're in this church right now, you're under authority. What, what authority is that? It's mine. Right What do you mean? Well, I'm here, I've got leadership, and we're not trying to control anybody. Please don't hear me wrong, but if something goes whack, I guarantee you it wouldn't last but half a second. Amen. Got security all over the building. Got spiritual police. Somebody steps up, stands up right now, and starts piping off a word from them, a pathetic word. You'll be sitting down as fast as you stood up. We'll We'll all know it. Discern it. Now, if it's a real word, you say that kind of freaks me out. Yeah, it should. You should have the fear of the Lord about the gifts of the Spirit. Not so much that you should have the fear of the Lord that releases you into, into them with the love of God. Not here to, I want you to be released in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm just saying, not going to allow shenanigans. I, I'm a shepherd. Amen. I'll love you, and I have a rod. And I'm happy to use it for those that need it. Amen. Let's have a praise break. Ah. That might have been for somebody specific. I'm not sure. But the, 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 the centurion's under authority. I'm under authority. I'm not, Dr. Morocco's my pastor. I, he allowed me the privilege of being here for these 13 years. He's allowed us the amazing privilege of doing it. I spoke to him today. I was talking about him, about it, a bunch of different things. Amen. I'm under authority. If he tells me to do something, guess what? I'm doing it. He's a man of God. He's not going to ask me to do something that's not right. Centurion's under authority. You know, every, you will learn, watch this. This is worth writing down. Spiritual authority is learned through submission to structural authority. So if you're rebellious to your parents, don't tell me you have spiritual authority because you're already breaking his word right there. If you're rebellious to the, the laws of the land. I'm not, there, there are laws that, that are being made that I'm going to rebel against because there's a higher law at work. I mean, this is this is the, the ultimate. So if they ever start saying I can't preach, I can't read the word, whatever, game over. I'm gonna do it. I can't. I can't help fire. Shut up in my bones. I've got to obey God. And and the same with the disciples when they're before the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and the religious leaders. They're under authority. They said you can't preach the name of Jesus anymore. He said, <laughs> yeah, Well, uh, sorry, yeah, you judge. Whether it's right to obey you rather than God, we have to obey God because we can't help but testify, but we'll be seen and heard. So there's a time when there's a departure uh, from, from the laws of the land. And if, if that ever gets to a place, you know, where, you know, they're going to try to mandate that we do same-sex marriage, I will never, ever, ever do it. What happens if they send you to jail? I guess we'll have uh, three part harmony like Paul and Silas did. Have revival in the prison, I guess, because I ain't gonna. Not, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disobey the word. He exercised his authority. He told people what to do. You know. You know. How somebody has authority when they use it. They don't use the authority they have. They can say they have authority, but he recognized Jesus' authority, and that is what amazes me. It it really does. He understood that Jesus had authority. See, if your ultimate authority, and i got to close, can I have uh, keys, please? We don't believe in abject truth. We believe as Christians. If you're a Christian, there is absolute truth, which is this right here. It's the word of God. Useful for instruction or proof and correction, for training in righteousness, the word. The word is the basis for your faith. So if God said you could have it by faith, by confident assurance of what you cannot see, you can. The centurion had faith. He had an unusual faith because he understood it in the area of authority. See, if this is not your ultimate authority, you can say whatever you want but it won't release the kind of power that you see available and you see demonstrated by others. Am I getting through? You got to learn the word. That's why we have classes. That's why. That's why we have life groups. That's why I'm preaching to you right now. I'm attempting by the power of the Holy Spirit and His Word to equip you, to equip you for the works of ministry, that you would do even greater works than Jesus did. But if you don't understand how faith works, faith is irrevocably tied to God's Word. So think about what you. Think about what you're believing for. I mean, what What are you believing for? Um, reconciliation, um, money, um, healing, wisdom. Um, uh, I'm um a job find scripture to back that pray it believe it stand on it speak it and watch those tomatoes come to pass <laughs> and it might not even take until April but it might but if you don't start putting the seed in the ground, come on, his word, come on, it's the seed. Come on, the of the seed, you know, the sower and the seed. Fell on rocky soil for some, good soil for others, thorns. Come on, be that good soil. Faith is tied to God's word. Not what you think, not what you want, but he gives us the desires of our heart. As we delight ourselves in Him, He causes us to will and act according to His good purpose. So, even the desires—if it's a good desire, then it's it's from the Lord. If it's a good one, not like I want my neighbor to die. Yeah, that's 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 not God. Okay. Amen. You got an anger thing? You've been wounded. You need healing. Lori's number is one eight hundred something. Get that on the app. You need healing. Now, how about your? How about you start praying? Blessing your neighbor gets saved. I had a neighbor I wanted to give the fivefold, and I don't mean the ministry gifts. I wanted the punch to punch the mouth of my neighbor a long time ago. This is not recently. Skip, amen. It's not you, amen. It was a long, far, far away land, and we just somehow just heard reminded ourselves of operating in the opposite spirit and started speaking blessings, started speaking, right? The people that hated us and we didn't care for them much, we started loving them. Then we started weeping. Then we would pray. And by the time we left, we left that neighborhood to come to Alaska, in fact. They were weeping. Pastor, pastor. Crying. That's pastor and pigeon. Pigeon. Or, what's God saying to us as I close? It's so, Jesus is amazed at the centurion. So, if, if, the, if the Lord comes and, and just takes a look tonight, I mean, if you just bring your faith before the Lord tonight, is he amazed? Or is he grieved? No, really. If he looks at you tonight, and he is, he's, he's looking at you. He, it's good to take stock, it's good to examine your heart. Is he amazed at your faith? Or is, he, or is he saddened by unbelief? Are you hindering the move of God in your life and not carrying breakthrough, not walking in the blessings of God like you could because you've got unbelief? Or are you walking in faith? Faith is. Can we put that up? Hebrews 11. One. One. Time now would be great. (laughs) Can't imagine being the guy in the computer, like, (laughs) there it is. Okay. (laughs) You're awesome. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Don't live your life, don't live this Christian walk with sensory. by by your senses. Live by confident assurance of what that says. Let this be it. And if you'll learn to stand on God's Word, oh my. If I could could just from tonight get you to learn to stand on God's Word in every area of your life, church will quadruple. Because you'll have so much breakthrough. People will be like, what? What? in God's name have you done? How are you doing that? And you go, oh man, it's Jesus. I learned to walk by faith. There is nothing that's impossible for you. Let that break off the lie that's over your head that, oh, you're too old, you're too young. You've done too much sin. Now, let let that break off every lie. You can do it. You can make it. You can overcome. Come on. You can You can be his ambassador. You can be his minister of reconciliation. Can you say yes in the house of God? you got to learn to walk by faith. So if you can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't touch it, you can't taste it. Thank you, Pastor Vince. You can't whatever all the five senses are. Well, those are just temporal things because we don't look at what is seen. We look at the unseen. Miracles are released from heaven by faith, by God's word, by believing it. Pistis is the Greek. I didn't curse. Pistis means belief and faith are tied together. start of this series, understanding how faith works. I hope you got something from the Lord. So much more in this text, but go ahead, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to Him. Come on, ask God now. Ask God to help you. Ask God to let it go deep down in your heart. We're going to be a people of faith. We are. We are a people of faith. But there's another level. There's another, another place to go. Oh, i gotta, I got I to say this. The, the, the centurion's perception of who Jesus was, he believed that Jesus was God. He believed that He was the Messiah. If your perceptions about the Lord are distorted, then you're never going to see it. If you think that He put disease on you to teach you something, you're not going to walk in divine healing and miracles. Come on, stand up all across this place. Let let me say perceptions about leadership. It's important that you respect leaders because if you don't have respect for them, then they won't be leading and teaching you. Did you know that you can't receive? Think about those, let's just make it simple, at school. Do you remember when you went to school a long time ago? You remember your best teacher, the one that you remember the name. It's probably pretty strong, firm, probably, probably strong, firm person, hopefully not abusive. You respected them. They commanded respect, and you learned more from them than anybody else. Am I right? Am I right? That, that's because honor and respect release life. So that's why, you know, that's why we do what we do here. We try to cultivate honor, and it's important. And I do feel honored by you, and I'm certainly not trying to muster any. I'm just telling you, if you lose respect for me, you better find another church. But here's the thing. If you ever hear I've done something wrong, it's usually a lie. Unless my wife said it, then it's most likely true. Anyway, you just, you just come. You can always ask questions. We're not doing anything wrong here. I, I lived long enough, man. I'm, I'm, I want to please him. I'm done with that. A long, long ago, long ago. I love what Toby said. Well, if I messed up, charge it to my head and not my heart. That's a great thing. Sometimes our heads, sometimes our heads don't think right. You've got to love and honor and respect each other. Know those who labor among you. Walk in faith, Holy Spirit, right now. Release miracles, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining today's podcast.